He's coming back to first now. Tommy had a good jump on that pitch and more than likely would have stolen the base, but the ball fouled off. So now it's a two-strike count with one man out. Score is tied here, 1-1. Two-strike delivery, curveball, lined into center field for a base hit. A.G. goes to second and holds. Jim Farry's up with the ball, returns it, and Harrelson's on. He just punched that ball. Soft liner out over second into center field. With one man out, the Mets have runners at first and second, and Cleon Jones is coming up. Foul to the catcher and struck out. Cleon Jones. Bud Harrelson has just delivered his 40th base hit of the season. What a year he's having. Leon Jones, 0 for 2 with a batting average right now of 182 for the season. The group chanting, go Mets, go. Pick off a tempered second. A.G. gets back safely. Bobby Wine, the shortstop, had moved in behind him. Again, checks the runners at first and second. Here's a curveball inside, and the bullpen core is going to work. Mike Wagoner, Howie Reed, throwing in the bullpen. Mike Wagoner, Howie Reed, both right-handers warming up for the Montreal Expos. Wagoner recently came off the disabled list and has not yet made an appearance this season. Med runners lead at first and second with one man out. This time, Staley moves to the bag and A.G. gets back. No throw is made. Pitcher Bill Stellman just turns around and holds the ball. Good speed on the bases here. A.G. at second, Harrelson at first. That pitch is down the pipe for a call strike. It's one and one. Stellman got... Leon Jones twice on curveballs. He got him to foul out the first time, and the second time he struck him out on a one-two curveball. And right there, that pitch a fastball, and Cleon evidently looking for the curve. There's one man out here. Art Chamsky's on deck. Selman has the sign. He sets up and checks. Here's the pitch. Hit on the ground towards second, and it's taken by Staley. He goes to one, the throw to first. He beats the relay. The ball is dropped. Going on to third is A.G. holding there. Two men out. Runners at first and third. The call had already been made by Barlick at first on Jones, safe before the ball was dropped by the first baseman, Ron Fairley. So the force is made from Staley to wide. The Mets had visions of a double play from him, but Jones legged it out. So now it's up to Shamsky. He struck out and lined out to center so far. Hitting 312 for the season. Left-hand batter facing a right-hand pitcher. The Mets making a bid to go ahead here in the top half of the fifth inning. The score is tied 1-1. Runners at first and third. Two men out. Here's the pitch. Curveball. Low. And it's ball one. Ball one. 
on the pitch. And it's looped out into short center. Going back is Wan. Can he get there? Yes, he can. And Bobby Wan makes the catch going away. So the side is retired. No run. One hit, an error, and two left. And in the middle of the fifth inning, the score is the Mets one and Montreal one. We will continue this game on the next cassette. We're going to the bottom of the first now, and Matt Jones, the left fielder, will lead off for the Expos, facing Gary Gentry. Jones has doubled and was hit by a pitch ball. That's low for ball one. Score tied 1-1. The Expos have five hits and the Mets have four. Gentry's pitch to Mac Jones. Slow changeup and it is high. 2-0. Rusty Straub is the next man in the order. delivery. Swung on, hit high in the air to right field, and moving over is Marshall. He's across the line and fouls her to near the stance, tries to reach in and cannot. So it's a long foul ball. Marshall got right over there, tried to reach into the stance for it. Jones around first, cuts across the infield, coming back to the plate now. Two balls and one strike to him. Tomorrow night, Danny McGinn, the left-hander, will be pitching for Montreal. Either Nolan Ryan or Ray Sadecki for the New York Mets. Carl Morton against Tom Seaver here on Wednesday night. Swing and a foul ball. It's out of play, and the count's two balls and two strikes. again goes into the motion and offers 2-2. Breaking pitch swung on and missed. Struck him out. Strike out number six for Gentry. One away here in the bottom half of the fifth inning. We pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're listening to New York Mets Baseball on WKAJ-FM 102.3 in Saratoga Springs, New York, the home of the New York Mets. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Kanter and Bob Murphy in Montreal at Jerry Park. Mets and the Expos tied 1-1 in the fifth. Rusty Stobbs up. Here's a swing and a fly ball into short right. It'll be a long run in for Marshall, but he gets there. The trajectory of the ball is high enough to allow him to make the move. He was playing rather deep. Two away. Ron Fairley is coming up now. Walked and flied to center so far. Gentry's pitch to the left-hand batter. Swung on and missed for strike one. 
John McHale is the president of the Montreal Expos, and Jim Fanning is the general manager. Both came out of the commissioner's office to these positions, which is in Prescott's site. McHale, the former president of the Atlanta Braves and the Milwaukee Braves and former general manager of the Detroit Tigers and the former second baseman of Notre Dame. Time call now as Fairley backs out of the batter's box. He's back in and waiting. Two strike delivery. This is low and away. So it's one and two. Jim Ferry leaning on the bat. The on-deck circle. Here's the one-two pitch. Curveball. Swung on and missed. Strikeout number seven for Gentry, and that retires the side in the fifth. Strong inning for Gentry. Retired the side in order with two strikeouts. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. At the end of five full innings of play, the score is the Mets one and the Expos one. Through five innings of play, the New York Mets one run, four hits, no errors. The Montreal Expos one run, five hits, and one error. We're going to the sixth and here for the play-by-play, -play, Ralph Kiner. Thank you, Lindsay Nelson, and hi, everyone. Bienvenue, as they say here in Montreal. Both pitchers in this ballgame have been throwing a lot of breaking pitches, and it has been a strong pitching performance by both Gary Gentry here in the latter part of the ballgame, especially, and Bill Stoneman. First man will be our... Pardon me, Ken Boswell for the Mets. Ken has a base hit and two times up, and he has scored the only run of the game for the Mets. Montreal got a run in the second. It was driven in by the second baseman, Staley, and now Boswell to lead off, and the first pitch is lined into right field, a base hit. Ken Boswell singled off a curveball on the first pitch's last time up. So the Mets have the go-ahead run at first base with no one out in the top of the sixth inning, and Dave Marshall coming up. Dave doubled the left center field to drive in the Mets run in the fourth inning. He was thrown out trying to stretch it into a three-base hit. Marshall had a 2-1 curveball deep in the alley in left center field to drive in the Mets' time run. Marshall now with 11 runs batted in, batting an even 300. Six of his 12 base hits have been for extra bases. Boswell hitting that 291 before his base hit. And the pitch to Marshall is taken in for a call strike. Both sides with five base hits. In a 1-1 ball game. Marshall, a left-hand batter. And now Bill Stoneman back to the plate. And a changeup is outside. One ball and one strike. ball, one strike. Boswell at first base, no one out. And Stoneman, a very slow worker in the mound, sets, comes back to the plate, and a changeup this time catches the outside corner. One ball, one strike. Stoneman last year had a record of 11 wins and 19 losses. One of his wins a no-hitter. 
He was 1-3 against the Mets. And his lifetime record in the Major Leagues, 14 wins, 30 losses. Throw to first base, chases Boswell back. This year, Stoneman with a record of one win and six losses and no decisions against the Mets. And the right-hander sets. Boswell is running, and the pitch is hit out toward left field. Coming over is Max Jones, and he makes a good running catch. Boswell, who is down to second, now hustles back to first. So on the hit-and-run play, Jones hustling over near the foul line, comes up with the fly ball, and the Expos get their first man out here in the top of the sixth inning. Now Joe Foy coming up. Joe has walked. He walked in four pitches his last time up. He also has grounded back to the pitcher. Foy hitting 218 with one home run and 12 runs batted in. 1-1 one, one ball game. One man out, top of the sixth. And Stoneman, again from the set position. And the pitch, it is swung on and fouled off the glove of the catcher, John Bateman. Expos with Bateman catching. Ron Fairley at first base. Marv Staley at second. Bobby Wine at shortstop. And Coco Laboy at third. In the outfield, Mac Jones in left field. Jim Ferry in center field and Rusty Staub in right. Now the next pitch, a curve grounded out to the third baseman, but foul. Ball taken just at the bag in foul territory. So the count goes to strike two. Mets brought a four-game winning streak into this ballpark. And the Expos brought a fine road trip record into the ballpark. They won four of their six games on the road. Expos with a record of 12 wins and 21 losses this year. Last year at this point, they had 11 wins and 22 losses. Mets have a record of 18 and 16 this year, one half game back of the Cubs. Last year, they were 16 and 18 at this point. Two strike pitch does not come off as the throw goes to first base. Boswell back easily. Now Stoneman to the plate, and a curveball is just off the plate. Close pitch, but outside. It's one and two. Boy, when he was on base as a result of his walk in the fourth inning, stole second base, his tenth stolen base of the year. But he was left at second. Mets have left three runners in scoring position. The Expos have left four. Now the next pitch, low one outside. It's two and two. Another close pitch, but just off. Boswell edging off at first base, and the 2-2 pitch hit hard to left field, a base hit. Line shot between the shortstop and third baseman, and on the play, Boswell goes to second base and holds there. So the Mets now have the go-ahead run at second base with one away, and the batter's Jerry Grody. First of all, the catcher, Jerry Grody. Grody is 0 for 1. He also has walked. Mets now with a total of six base hits. And once again, Howie Reed, a knuckleballing right-hander, starting to warm up along with Mike Wegener, also a right-hander. And the first pitch to Grody, outside and high, it's ball one. 
Mets have had base runners in this ball game in the third, fourth, and fifth innings. They had three on in the third. Leon Jones was struck out in that situation. Here comes Cal McClish out to the mound to talk with the pitcher. In the fourth inning, they had Joe Foy at second base, but Jerry Grody grounded out to the shortstop. In the fifth inning, the Mets had runners at first and third, and Archamsky popped up to the shortstop. Now here they have runners at first and second with one away. Now Cal McClish, the veteran right-hand pitcher and pitching coach of the Expos, back to the bench, and Stoneman set to go. Howie Reed in the bullpen once spent some spring training time with the New York Mets. One ball, no strike count. Stolman working very slowly now to the plate. And a curveball is hit deep to left center field. It's way back there. Going back on the warning track is Mac Jones, and he makes the catch. Boswell, who was off the bag, goes back to tag up and starts toward third, but then holds up as Jones gets the ball back in. Oh, Mac Jones getting a hand for his running catch. And the Expos have their second man out, and the batter coming up is Gary Gentry. Gentry has struck out his two times up. 1-1 ball game, the Mets with runners at first and second base. Gentry has been up 17 times this year with one base hit. He has driven in one run. Boswell at second. Joe Foy behind him at first. And the pitch. Hanging curveball taken over the inside corner for called strike. We've got an overflow crowd here at Jerry Park. Might be the biggest crowd ever here in Montreal to see a professional baseball game. One strike pitch. It's over the inside corner. Strike two calls. Jeffrey was leading away, and now he walks away and drops his bat. guesses are that the attendance might be as high as 30,000. And Stolman set to go at two strikes. Here's the pitch to Gentry. And he misses with a curve that's high and outside. One and two. What does the park hold, Lindsay? 28,456? That's right. That's the official seating capacity. They've had more than that. They've had a little over 29,100 for their opener. One ball and two strikes. Stolman sets. Checks the runner at second, comes to the plate. And the curve is low. Two and two. Last year, the Expos drew a million two hundred thousand people in their first season. An all-time record for an expansion ball club. They have enthusiasm here. Two balls, two strikes. The pitch to Gentry. Swung on and missed. And strikeout number six for Bill Stolman. 
Third time he's picked up Gary Gentry. Every tire is aside. No runs, two hits, no errors, and two men left on. And the score in the middle of the sixth inning. The Mets won, the Expos won. We're going to the bottom of the sixth inning in the 1-1 ball game. First game of a scheduled three-game series, and it's a pitching duel between Bill Stroman of the Expos and Gary Gentry of the New York Mets. First batter for Gentry will be the center fielder, Jim Ferry. Jim, a left-hand batter, will be followed by the third baseman, Coco LaBoy, and then the catcher, John Bateman. Both pitchers have been recording some strikeouts. Gentry has seven, and Stillman has six. First pitch, a fastball at the knees, a call strike. Ferry granted into a double play in the first inning to end an inning. He was hitting with the bases loaded and one man out. Second time up, he lined to center field in the third. Now swing and the miss and a strike two. Jim Ferry batting 268. He has three home runs, 18 runs batted in. Left-hand batter. And Gentry with his two-strike delivery. He misses with a fastball outside. One and two. Gentry had the bases loaded in the first and second innings with only one run scoring. And he comes back with a fastball that's inside. Two and two. He got out of the jam in the first on the double play. In the second, he had to give up a run on a base hit by Marv Staley. Scoring John Bateman. And he got Rusty Staub to foul out with the bases loaded. Now a high foul ball into the stands. The count stays at two balls and two strikes. In the last 33 innings, only two runs have been scored against the Mets, and Bateman has scored both of them. Mets brought a 28-scoreless streak into this ball game. Fastball again fouled out of play. Bateman had picked up the last run against the Mets pitchers for the home run in the eighth inning against the Mets at Shea Stadium. And then here in the second, he broke the scoreless string when he scored from second base on the base hit by Marv Staley. Two balls, two strikes. No one out. Bottom of the sixth inning, a 1-1 ball game. Now Gentry into the windup and the pitch to the left-hand batter. High and away, ball three and a full count. Gentry has walked two batters in the ball game. They were both in the first inning. And now 3-2, the pitch to Ferry. It is in there for a good pitch, a swing and a miss, strike three. And on the pitch, Gentry fell down on the pitching mound. He had a good fastball in there, though, and that's his eighth strikeout. That brings up Coco LaBoy. Coco LaBoy. Coco has struck out the two times he has been up. LaBoy is a right-hand batter. Batting at 140, and the first pitch is hit deep to left field. It's going, going, it is back, and Jones makes a high dive, and he makes the catch. The 
Don Jones with a high jump, taking that ball out of home run territory. And a fine play by Cleon Jones to keep the ball game at 1-1. They have an outfield fence that's about five feet high, and Cleon Jones went high in the air to take that ball that would have gone out of the ballpark. So now John Bateman batting with two men away. a right-hand batter, has a base hit and two times up, and he grounds one out to Joe Foy, the third baseman. Joe has it, flips the first base, a wide throw, and Chansky goes off the bag to catch it and gets back to the bag in time for the out. So on the fine play by Cleon Jones in left field, taking a home run away from Coco Boy, the side is retired in order. And the score at the end of six innings, the New York Mets won, the Montreal Expos won. Mets have had one run on six hits. The Expos have had one run on five hits. And the first batter for the Mets will be Tommy Agee, the leadoff batter in the ballgame. Tommy will be batting for the fourth time. He has a base hit in three times up. Tommy will be followed by Bud Harrelson and then Cleon Jones. Agee hitting 222 with three home runs and nine runs batted in. Tommy blooped a single into center field in the third to get the Mets' first base hit. Came on a 2-2 fastball. And Bill Stoneman into the windup and the pitch. Slider over for a call strike. Stoneman has pitched out of jams in the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth innings. Mets got their one run in the fourth. Mets have left through those innings. Eight men on. Here's the one strike pitch. It's swung on and fouled back into the stand. Strike two. A.G., a right-hand batter, being played as an opposite field hitter by the center fielder Jim Ferry. Also very deep by the right fielder Rusty Staub. And the two-strike pitch. Fastball high and away. One and two. Very little breeze blowing here today. The wind usually is a prevailing wind toward right field. And it is blowing toward right today, but not too hard. Curveball in over the inside corner. Strike three. Strikeout number seven for Bill Stoneman. Second time he has struck out A.G. First inning, he struck him out of the 3-2 curveball looking, and now here again he got caught looking at a curve. That brings up Bud Harrelson, who has been on all three times he has been up. He walked twice and then singled into center field. Bud hitting 299. Bud has 39, make it 40 base hits to lead the club, and he has really done a job for the Mets this year. He leads the club in total bases. Batting left-handed against Stoneman. And he fouls the first pitch back, strike one. Fastball up around the letters. Bud served a curveball in the center field on a two-strike count to get his base hit his last time up. Harrelson with his two walks. Has a total of 25 walks. And a curveball back, round is slowly out the first base. Ron Fairley comes off the bag to take it, and then he goes to the bag for the out. Two up and two away, and it brings up Cleon Jones. 
Leon fouled out his first time up. Struck out his second time up with the bases loaded for the final out of the third inning. Hit into a force play with runners at first and second in the fifth inning. So he is 0 for 3. Cleon batting 180, still trying to fight his way out of the batting slump. Last year he hit 340. Cleon has driven in 10 runs in 29 ball games. And Bill Stoneman into the windup and the pitch. Curveball outside a ball. 1-1 ball game. Two men away, top of the seventh inning. And the right-hander's pitch back is a curve over at the knees, over the heart of the plate, and it's one and one. Leon has just not been able to get in the right thinking sequence with the pitchers. One pitch, fastball low and away. Two balls, one strike. Leon has had no home runs this year. He's had four extra base hits of his 18 hits. Three doubles and a triple. And a 2-1, the pitch by Stoneman. Fastball low and away, and they count three balls and one strike. On deck batter, Art Chamsky. Shining here at Jerry Park in Montreal. Beautiful day. 3 1 pitch to Cleon. Curveball popped up. Second baseman Marv Staley right on the edge of the outfield grass. And he made the cut to side as we thought. 1 2 3 inning for Bill Stoneman. Only the second time in the ball game he has retired the Mets in order. The other time is back in the second. And the score in the middle of the seventh. The Mets won, Montreal won. We go now to the bottom of the seventh inning. And Bobby Wine will lead off for the Expos. 1-1 ball game. Gary Gentry dueling with Bill Stolman. Mets have six base hits in the game. Montreal five. Bobby Wine has one of the five hits the Expos have. He singled the center field on a 2-2 fastball back in the second. His other time up, he grounded out to second base, and the first pitch is flopped back to the mound, taken by Gentry, and the sort of first base in time for the out. So Bobby Wine hitting 2-14 before the out, the first out in the bottom half of the seventh. That brings up the pitcher, Bill Stoneman. Stoneman had the last base hit against Jerry Gentry. It came in the fourth inning on a punt. Expos got four hits in the first two innings, three of them in the second when they scored. And the only hit since then has been the bunt by Bill Stoneman. For Stoneman, it was his second hit of the year. He has been up 18 official times. And the first pitch is high a ball. Montreal scoring in the second, taking a one-nothing lead. The Mets came back in the fourth inning. On a double by Dave Marshall to drive in Ken Boswell, who had singled from first base to tie the game up. Now another bunt. This one out in front of the plate, and it's a play for Jerry Grody. Not hard. And he comes up and gets his man. Ball was not bunted out far enough, and Jerry Grody got out and fielded the ball and had plenty of time to pick up the out. 
So with two men away in the seventh inning and the top of the batting order coming up, we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're listening to New York Mets Baseball on WKAJ-FM 102.3 in Saratoga Springs, New York, the home of the New York Mets. On with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from Montreal and Quebec, Canada. A 1-1 ball game, two men away in the bottom of the seventh inning. And the batter coming up for the Expos will be their leadoff batter, Marv Staley. Marv drove in a run his second time up. He's one for three in the game. On a 1-1 pitch, he singled into right center field to drive in John Bateman from second base. And the first pitch by Gentry, a curveball, low, it's ball one. For Staley, the run batted in was his ninth this year. Batting at 264. Left-hand batter. Gentry back and a fastball misses high and away. Two balls, no strikes. One of the big plays in this ballgame, a catch of a ball that would have been out of the ballpark by Cleon Jones on Coco LaBoy. It came in the sixth. And the next pitch is inside in the count. Three balls and no strikes on Staley. On deck batter, Mac Jones. Gentry with a lifetime record of 17 and 13, working for the Mets. This is his eighth start this year, and he comes back and picks up a strike, three and one. He has a record of four and one this year, and no record against the Expos. And the young right-hander back, and the three-one delivery is hit into the stands foul on the third base side. So the count full, three balls, two strikes. Two, two men away, 1-1 one, one game, bottom of the seventh inning. Sign goes out and Gentry back to the plate, and the ball is grounded to the first baseman, Art Chamsky, and the side is retired on Chamsky's unassisted play at first. In order, and the score at the end is seven. The Mets one, Montreal one. now coming up rightly at Jerry Park in Montreal and we have a new record for attendance for a single ball game here in Montreal and to tell you about it Bob Murphy the largest crowd ever to witness a game is Jerry Park in Montreal 31,004 an overflow crowd the seating capacity 28,456 the previous high had been 29,184 for the opening game against the St. Louis Cardinals a year ago. A legal holiday in Canada, Queen Victoria's birthday, the celebration. Government office buildings closed today, the stores are open, weathermen cooperated beautifully, and the record crowd seeing a very good ball game. The game is tied 1-1 as we go to the eighth inning, and Art Chamsky will lead off against Bill Stoneman. Hart has struck out, fly to center, and popped to short. Now the windup by Stoneman. Here's the pitch. Fastball that's high, ball one. Mike Jorgensen is warming his arm up down in the Mets bullpen. Ken Boswell, the on-deck batter, and then Dave Marshall, three left-hand hitters coming up against Stoneman. And a fly ball well hit toward left center field. Jim Ferry dashing over. He's getting there. Makes the catch in deep left center. 
One man away, ball was high enough to give Ferry a chance to catch up with it, and he made the grab over in left center field. Now one out and nobody on, and the batter will be Kenny Boswell. Boswell has two for three. Kenny singled her right in the fourth inning and later came home with the run that tied the game. New York, one run, six hits, and no errors. Montreal, one run, five hits, and one error. And the pitch on the way. High ball one. Night games tomorrow night and Wednesday night, then back to Shea. And let's play the Cubs Friday night at Shea Stadium. And Jerry Kuzman will be on the mound. Bill Stoneman delivers. He took a little off on his fastball, but missed high. It's two balls and no strikes. Stoneman has walked four, struck out seven. He has not walked a batter since the fourth inning. We are now on the top of the eighth inning with the game tied 1-1. This is over a call strike. Boswell was taking his 2-1. around to right in the outfield against Boswell, a pull hitter. And the pitch by Bill Stoneman. Low and outside, it's ball three, three and one. Boswell on his two for three today, raising his batting average to an even 300. Johnny Bateman working behind the plate for the Expos. Coco boy in close at third against Kenny Boswell. Now the 3-1 delivery. Ball four. Boswell is on. Walk number five given up by the right-hander, Bill Stoneman. And the first walk since he walked Foy back in the fourth inning. Dave Marshall coming up. Dave has one for three. He drove home Boswell with a long double to left center field back in the fourth inning. He was out trying for a triple. Great relay throw by Bobby Wine, the Montreal shortstop, nailed Marshall at third base. Now Stoneman will work from the stretch. And the pitch to Marshall, a curve that's in, strike one call. Now Ron Swoboda starts loosening his arm up down in the bullpen. Mullen will start warming up for the Montreal Expos. Here's the pitch on the way. High. Marshall started to go and then checked on his swing. One ball and one strike. 31,004, an all-time record crowd today at Jerry Park. The record being set on a Monday afternoon. Boswell leads off. He's running. Now the pitch. High outside. The peg by Bateman. He is out of second. High throw by Johnny Bateman, but Bobby Wine came down in time with the tag. Boswell trying to get in the scoring position is thrown out. That's one out of two in this ball game running against the Expos. In the fourth inning, Joe Foy was successful. So the runner is off the baselines, two outs and nobody on. The batter, Dave Marshall, with a count of two balls and a strike. Yeah. 
Joe Foy waiting on deck. And the pitch by Bill Stoneman, curve inside, ball three, three and one. In the power alleys in this ballpark, the distance to the fence is 368, both in left center and in right center. Center field area is a big one, 420 feet out. You pull the ball down the lines, it's 340. Change up, swung and missed. Beautiful change of pace by Bill Stoneman. Marshall trying to hit that one over the fence. Now it's three and two. The Mets won in the Expos. One, we're in the top of the eighth inning. Now Stoneman out of his windup. And a long drive that may go foul. It's down the right field line being chased by Staub. A foul ball over the fence. No, fair ball, fair ball. Just inside the foul pole. Just inside the foul pole. A home run for Dave Marshall. Marshall puts the Mets in front two to one. He pulled that one right down the line. Well, one thing about Marshall, he got fooled in that 3-1 change of pace, and when he came back with a change-up on the 3-2 count, he was ready for it, and he drilled that thing right down the line, 340 feet away. For Dave Marshall, a seven of his 13 base hits this year with the New York Mets have gone for extra bases. He's had some big hits. Joe Foy is the batter, and he takes the curve in for a call strike. That's Marshall's second home run of the year. The other was a grand slam off Gaylord Perry. Mets lead now 2-1. We're in the eighth inning. And the pitch to Foy is inside and high. One ball, one strike. That ball was hit right down the line. The only question, Ralph, was whether it was going to be fair or foul. I should have looked to the umpire, and I didn't. I watched the ball, and from here it's impossible to tell. I thought the ball had gone just the other side of the foul pole. Now a fastball in for a call strike. It's one and two. Al Barlick, of course, is straddling the line. Nobody can see it any better than he. And Dave Marshall has driven in both New York runs today. That's lead down 2-1. One-two delivery on the way to Joe Foy is outside and low. It's two and two. And Marshall with two extra base hits. Has driven in at both runs. Mets lead 2-1. Dave raising his batting average to 310. The 2-2 delivery. Fly ball. Well hit the deep right field by Joe Foy. It's up there. It might. It is gone. A home run. Back-to-back -back home runs in the eighth inning as Joe Foy connects to the opposite field. For Joe Foy, his second home run of the year. His previous home run was off Rick Wise of the Philadelphia Phillies on the 19th of April. Now the Mets have an insurance run and they lead 3-1. Joe going for a 2-2 fastball. It was out away from him and he just drilled that ball deep over that right field fence. He really went with it. Back-to-back -back home run. Now the hitter is Jerry Grody. Jerry has drawn a walk, bounced to short and fly to deep left field. Grody didn't miss a home run by very much. His last time up in the sixth inning. Bill Stoneman cranks it up. Here's the pitch to Jerry. Curve the tie. One ball and no strikes. New York three runs on eight hits. No errors. Montreal one five and one. 
found a pitcher on the way. And a high drive deep to left field over toward the line. Racing back, Matt Jones at the fence. He cannot get it. It's gone for a home run. Three in a row for the New York Mets. Jerry Grody hitting one right down the left field line and just beyond the reach of Matt Jones. Jones draped himself over that side-throwing wire fence near the foul pole. And we have to wait for the call by the third base umpire, Paul Pryor. Three in a row, and that brings Gene Mott out of the dugout. Well, that'll send everybody digging into the Mets record book to see whether or not we have another Mets first. Gene Mock is on the mound making a pitching change. Ron Ramon is coming in. The Mets now lead 4-1 on three straight home runs. Things look bleak for the New York Mets when Boswell, who was on first with a one out, was out stealing. It appeared that Bill Stoneman then was in good shape, two outs and nobody on. But Dave Marshall hit one right down the right field line that was just fair for a home run. Joe Foy hit one over the right field fence that was fair by a wide margin. And Jerry Grody hit one right down the left field line that was probably fair by about five to ten yards. So it's three to one. Ramon takes over the pitching. The Mets lead four to one. And while Ramon is getting warmed up on the mound, well, the lineup of the Major League games tonight, let's check it out. Okay, Bob Murphy filled up his schedule against Pittsburgh. The Phillies have lost their last nine, and they're going to try and stop that losing streak with Jim Bunning on the mound. He has a record of one and four this year. Pittsburgh will be going with Bob Moose, his record two and three. Chicago, and they lead the Mets by two percentage points. And, of course, if the Mets win here in this ballgame, they'll go in the first place. We'll be playing in Cincinnati. Bill Hands 5-2 and two against Ray Washburn, 0-0. Oh St. Louis scheduled at Houston. Gibson 2-2 two two against Larry Durker, 7-2. The Dodgers are against San Diego. And Sandy Vance, 3-1 against Danny Coombs, 3-2. In the American League, all-night games, Baltimore, New York. Mike Cuellar scheduled for Baltimore. He's 4-2. Chris Peterson for the Yankees. He also is 4-2. Detroit, and they've lost five straight, playing at Boston. Joe Nico, 3-3 three three for Detroit. Sonny Siebert, 3-1, going for Boston. Cleveland at Washington. Washington also with a nine-game losing streak. And Washington will be going with George Burnett trying to stop that. He's 2-4. and four. Cleveland will have Barry Moore in the mound, 3-2. and two. Minnesota at Kansas City. Jim Bob, 4-1. Bill Butler, 2-2 two two for Kansas City. California against the White Sox at Chicago. And at Tandy Messerschmitt, 4-3 and three against Billy Wynn, who is 0-1. Claude Raymond takes over the pitching, and Gary Gentry looks at a fastball for a strike. We'll have to do a little further research, but to the best of our memories here in the press box, the Mets have never had three consecutive home runs in a ball game. Low and outside. One ball, one strike. Claude Frenchie Raymond on the mound in relief. He has been the best relief pitcher for the Expos. He has the lowest ERA on the Expos staff, 2.2. Tries a curve just outside, 2-1. and one. Raymond has won two and lost to it. He has five saves to his credit. This is his 14th appearance. 2-1 pitch to Gary Gentry, a swing and a miss. It's 2-2. Two and two. Mets lead 4-1 on three straight homers. Dave Marshall started it off. Then Joe Foy hit one to the opposite field, and Grody pulled one down the left field line. Swing and a miss, strength three. Side retired. Three runs, three hits. They were all home runs. No errors and none left on. And the score in the middle of the eighth inning. 
The New York Mets four and the Montreal Expos one. Mike Two changes in the field. Ron Swoboda in right field and Mike Jorgensen at first base. Last of the eighth inning and Matt Jones will lead off. Well, our memories played tricks on us once before in this baseball history. They hit three home runs in a row. And the pitch by Gary Gentry is outside and low ball one. On April the 28th, 1962, the first year of the New York Mets, Frank Thomas, Charlie Neal, and Gil Hodges had three in a row. Now it's inside of the knees, two balls and no strikes. If anybody asks you, that date was April the 28th, 1962, in the Polo Grounds. And the pitch is over for a call strike. Fouled back toward the press box, no play. Two balls and two strikes. Do you remember that now, Ralph? The day that Frank Thomas, Charlie Neal, and Gil Hodges had three in a row in the polo grounds, that's a long way to remember back. That was that first year, and it was in April. 1962. Frank Thomas had 34 that year. He still has the club record for home runs in a season. The 2-2 delivery. And a curve strike three called. A beautiful pitch by Gary Gentry. For Gary Gentry, his ninth strikeout of the game. We will be back on side two to continue the game. He struck out eight in a game against San Diego, which he did not figure in the decision. So Gary now has struck out nine today. That's his personal high of the year. And it brings up Rusty Stop. Rusty has reached on a walk, fouled a third, and fly to right. Nothing for two. Now the wind-up by Gentry. Here's the pitch on the way. Hit hard. Base hit. Going into right field. Just beyond the reach of Kenny Boswell. Ron Swoboda now playing right field. Hits the ball to first base. Not in time. Other than a bunt single by the pitcher Bill Stoneman in the fourth inning. That is the only hit off Gary Gentry since back in the second inning of the game. Now Ron Farrell. One out and one on. We're in the last of the eighth inning. New York leading four to one. The batter is Ron Fairley, the cleanup batter. Left-hand hitter waiting. The pitch under the knees. One ball and no strikes. Grody thought he had a strike with it. Ron Fairley has reached on a walk in the first and since then flied to center and struck out. Gary Gentry struggled in this game. The first two innings, he was in big trouble. He gave up four hits in the first two, and since then has allowed only two. A month single, and now the single by stop. Fastball at the letters of call, strike gets one and one. The Expos had five left on base in the first two innings. Gary Gentry since then has settled down and pitched a beautiful ball game. One out and one on, pitch to Fairley. Curve, a strike on the inside corner. One ball and two strikes. Now Gentry up in pitching position. Down comes the arm. Line drive into right, a solid base hit by Ron Fairley. 
Staub will stop at second. And now the tying run will be coming to bat. And suddenly the Expos spring to life. Jim Ferry, the center fielder, left-hand batter coming up. Ferry has hit into a double play, lined out hard to center, and then struck out, nothing for three. Bill Hatches now sending the sand to his bullpen, and Doug McGraw and Ron Taylor will start cranking up. And pitching coach Rube Walker has been dispatched to the mound by Gill. Expos suddenly spring to life. Right after Gentry's ninth strikeout, Gary has thrown a lot of pitches in this ballgame because he threw so many in the first two innings. Montreal in the first inning had the bases loaded with one out. And Gentry, bearing down hard, got fairly to bounce into a double play to win the threat. He gave up a run in the second inning, and three were left on. So Gary faced five men in the first inning, seven in the second inning. Now the batter is Jim Ferry. And the pitch by Gentry, fastball outside, ball one. Doug McGraw and Ron Taylor working very hard, trying to get ready in a hurry down on the bullpen. Coco LeBoy is the on-deck batter. Swing and a miss by Jim Ferry. One ball, one strike. Ferry hitting at 232. He has some power. He has two home runs this year and seven RBIs. That's playing Ferry as a pull batter. Tommy Yeji moves toward the alley in right center. But Harrelson sheeted toward second. Now the pitch. Ground ball hit hard. He said through the hole going to left field. Bob is around third being waved home. He will score on the tying run for us. Three hits in a row. Now the X-Pro suddenly pouncing on Gary Gentry in the eighth inning. That base hit by Jim Ferry, a left-hand batter, with a hard-hit ground ball just beyond the reach of Joe Foy in the left field. Stop, came around to score, barely stopping at second. And Coco LaBoy is coming up. He was robbed of a home run with a jumping catch by Cleon Jones. Cleon went above the fence at the 368 mark to catch the ball. LaBoy's last time up. It is now a 4-2 ball game, and the Expos have the dying runs on. One man out. Harv Staley drove in Montreal's first run. Jim Ferry is knocked in the second. Now the pitch by Gentry in the dirt. Scooped out by Jerry Grody, ball one. And Gil Hodges is walking to the mound.
so well. Must have not had need for any relief pitching on this road trip until now. So Taylor's last outing was in relief of Gary Cruzman against the Giants at Shea Stadium a week ago Saturday. And he saved the ball game for him. Ron now has five saves to his credit. This will be his 13th appearance. Ron has won one and lost two. Well, Gary pitched himself quite a ball game, Ralph, when you consider how things started out here today. He certainly did. He was off to a real shaky start in the first and second innings. The Expos had the bases loaded, and they scored only one run. He made a lot of pitches in that early part of the ball game. After that, he settled down and gave up only one hit until the eighth inning. That was a bunt by Bill Stolman, which Gary Gentry fell down on. He retired decided order in the third, in the fifth, in the sixth, and in the seventh. But here in the eighth, after striking out Mac Jones for his ninth strikeout in the ball game, and that ninth, the most he has struck out in any one game this year, the picture changed when Rusty Staub singled hard to right and Ron Fairley on a hanging curveball singled to right to put runners in first and second. And then Jim Ferry with the opposite field base hit drove in the second run of the game for the Expos. And now Ron Taylor, the question is whether or not Ron will be sharp because he has not worked for quite some time because of the Mets starters doing such a fine job. And Ron Taylor in to help and hope to save the game for Gary Gentry here in the first game of a three-game series. Tomorrow's game will be a night ball game. We'll be on the air at 8 o'clock. It's going to be Nolan Ryan scheduled for the Mets, his record 2-3. and three. Dan McGinn, who beat the Mets at Shea Stadium, now 3-1 and one will be his opposition on the mound. And on Wednesday night, it'll be Tom Seaver, who has a record of 7-1 and one against... Possibly not Carl Morton, although he is listed. He's warming up the bullpen now. His record three and one. Then the Mets return home to come up with a big four-game series with with Chicago starting on Friday night on May 20. Ron Taylor on in relief for the first time in nine days. He'll be trying to get that sinker to work to get a ground ball. Coco LeBoy is the hitter, and the pitcher on the way. And the ball hit his bat and goes foul. He tried to get away from an inside delivery. For Montreal, Ron Fairley is on second and Jim Ferry is on first. They are the tang runs. One man away, last of the eighth inning, the Mets lead four to two. The count on the batter is one ball and one strike. The batter is Coco LeBoy, right-hand hitter with good power. <clears throat> Johnny Bateman is the on-deck batter. Now Ron Taylor makes the stop. Here's the pitch. Foul back over the screen, no play. It's one ball, two strikes. Cal Kuntz has joined Tug McGraw in the New York bullpen. Three hits in a row by the Expos, and they are back in the thick of it. Boswell and Harrelson set up looking for a double play. The outfield is straight away. Ron Taylor with a count of one and two. Checks the runners, now the pitch. Fouled out of play. Hit off the end of the bat, steered back up into the crowd behind the first base dugout. grab the lead with three home runs in a row in the top of this inning. Second time in their eight-year-plus history they have been able to do so. The other time was against the Phillies in 62. Pitching one and two. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Ron Taylor going with a high hardwood. And he fans Coco LeBoy two men down. Ron really reached for that extra yard on that fastball. 
Now Johnny Bateman. Bateman has one for three. Singled his first time at bat. Bateman, husky right-hander. Let's play him very deep in the infield. Joe Foy practically playing on the line deep behind the bag at third. Bud Harrelson on the rim of the outfield grass is short. And they play him to hit the ball toward the middle. Now the stretch by Ron Taylor and the pitch. Breaking ball outside, ball what? Record crowd in Montreal and an exciting baseball game. Mets now trying to protect a two-run lead in the last of the eighth inning. Ron Fairley on second. Jim Ferry is on first. Two men away. Now the pitch on the way. Fouled back toward our broadcasting booth and out of play. strike. New York four runs on nine hits and no errors. Montreal two runs, eight hits and one error. Now Bateman cocks the bat. In comes the pitch. And a shot hit over second base into center field, a base hit. Barely around third, he will score. Jim Perry goes to third. It's four to three. Soft line drive over second into center field for a clean hit. Tying run for the Expos now is 90 feet away. Boots Day has come out of the dugout and is going to hit for Bobby Wine. Boots Day, an outfielder, formerly with the Cardinals and the Cubs. A left-hand batter will be coming up. Now Gil Hodges comes out of the dugout. He has Cal Kuntz and Chuck McGraw in the bullpen. Number 28, Still waiting for the announcement of Bruce Day before crossing the line. Still probably figuring here that Gene Mock might very well go to a right-hand batter, but that if he does, he has Tug McGraw with that screwball, and Tug actually is more effective against the right-hand batters than he is against the left-hand batters. Well, the decision has not been made on the mound, and right here will pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're listening to New York Mets Baseball on WKAJ-FM 102.3 in Saratoga Springs, New York, the home of the New York Mets. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kainer and Lindsey Nelson. Last of the eighth inning, the Expos have scored twice. The Mets now lead 4-3, to three. runners on first and third, two down. Ron Taylor will pitch to Boost Day as Gil talks to Ron and then returns to the dugout. Day, left-hand batter. He's had two hits and nine times at bat this year. Jim Ferry, the tying run, is on third. John Bateman is on first, two men out. Now the stretch by Ron Taylor. Here's the pitch on the way. Strike on the outside corner. Well, the bullpen participants watching out of the corner of their eye. This record crowd seeing a very exciting ball game, and they have quieted down at the moment. Waiting for the next big moment of action. Ron Taylor getting his sign from Grody. Boots Day, left-hand batter waiting. And the pitch. Just outside, one ball, one strike. 
The game was tied one-to-one going to the eighth inning. The Mets got three on the top of this inning on three home runs in a row. The Expos coming right back, two runs in on four hits. Runners at first and third, two men away. Day cocktailing the batter around, now Coxer. Swing and a bloop. Hit down the left field line. It may be foul. Foy going over, and Foy has it for the out. This side is retired. Foul, bloop. Hit outside third, and Foy is scooting under it. Grabs it for the out. Two runs, four hits, no errors, and two left on. At the end of eight innings in Montreal, in an exciting ball game, the New York Mets four, and the Montreal Expos three. Here in Montreal, we go to the ninth inning, the Mets leading 4-3. Tommy Agee will be leading off. Against Claude Raymond. Raymond came out of the bullpen to strike out Gary Gentry for the final out in the eighth inning. For those of you who may have missed it in the top of the eighth inning with a score tied 1-1, Dave Marshall, who earlier in the game had doubled home Boswell with a mess lone run, pulled a drive down the right field line for a home run to make it 2-1. Joe Foy then hit a 2-2 pitch over the right field fence to make it 3-1. And Jerry Grody stepped right in behind him, pulled it down the left field line and into the crowd for a third straight home run. Second time in much baseball history, they have turned the trick. The other time was their first year in 1962 in the polo grounds, against the Philadelphia Phillies. Frank Thomas, Charlie Neal. They'll have the top of their batting order hitting against Ron Taylor. Breaking ball, low outside, one ball, one strike. Tommy Agee, one for four this afternoon. Tommy hitting at 221. Now the 1-1 delivery. Breaking ball, swung, foul tipped, it goes out of play. One ball and two strikes. We'll be on the air tomorrow night and Wednesday night at 8 o'clock with both radio and television coverage of the final two games of the road swing. Thursday, an off date. Friday night, the Mets and Cubs at Shea Stadium with Jerry Kuzman opening the homestand. Now Raymond delivers one and two. And it's popped up toward the mound. Ron Fairley, the first baseman over near the mound, has it for the out. You know, people who care don't litter. The people of Rango care, they ask you to keep America beautiful. Let it cool. The shortstop, Bud Harrelson. Bud Harrelson has been on base three times out of four this Bud walked his first two times up, then singled. Last time at bat, bounced out. One for two. Bud hitting 296. And a fly ball down the left field line. Mac Jones running toward the line is there. Makes the catch. He caught it about a stride from the line. So two men away, top of the ninth inning. New York leading 4-3. And Cleon comes on the hit. An agonizing day at bat for Cleon. He has been up four times without getting the ball out of the infield. He made a major contribution in this ball game to this point, though, when he went above the fence to grab a long drive hit by Coco LaBoy. Gianni has been up four times without getting the ball out of the infield. 
He made a major contribution in this ball game to this point, though, when he went above the fence to grab a long drive hit by Coco LeBoy. If Lee had not snatched it out of the air, it would have gone into the crowd. Claude Raymond into his windup. Now the pitch. He gets the outside corner to Cleon. Strike one call. Nets lead 4-3. This is the ninth inning. Mike Jorgensen is on deck. Swing and a miss at a fastball. Jorgensen replaced Shamsky at first and Swoboda replaced Marshall in right field in the last of the eighth inning. Claude Raymond with a two-strike advantage pitching to Cleon Jones. Center fielder Jim Ferry playing Cleon over to right center. Fouled. He was trying to get away from that one. It was high and inside. So the count stays. Strike two on Cleon Jones. That's trying to protect their lead and nail down their fifth consecutive win. Two-strike delivery inside of the letters, moving Cleon back from the plate. It's one ball and two strikes. Raymond has won two in relief this year and saved five others. Pitching one and two. Fouled off the mask of catcher Johnny Bateman. Mike Jorgensen waiting on deck, hoping that Cleon can save him a turn at bat. It would be his first time up. That's four runs on nine hits. Montreal, three runs on nine hits. One-two delivery. High. Cleon lets it go. That evens the count at two and two. Been a beautiful day for a ball game and a tremendous crowd. Biggest crowd in the history of Jerry Park in Montreal. 31,004 the paid. So it's a standing crowd far above capacity. The 2-2 delivery, foul ball back over the screen, no play. Now Raymond turns his back on the plate to work up the new ball. The count is 2-2 two two on Cleon Jones with two outs and nobody on in the top of the ninth inning. Raymond in relief has retired three in a row. Hip foul off to the right, no play. That was an explosive eighth inning. This game was tied 1-1 at the end of seven. In the eighth inning, the Mets scored three, and the Expos came back with two. The 2-2 delivery, high and inside, ball three. Full count, three and two to Cleon. Cleon is fouled to the catcher, struck out, hit into a force play, and popped a second. Now Raymond nods in agreement. Here's the pitch on the way. And the third is over. Second strikeout for Raymond. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. And the score in the middle of the ninth inning. The New York Mets four and the Montreal Expos three. Well, here we are, last of the ninth inning, 4-3, New York leading. Brian Brand will be hitting for the pitcher, Claude Raymond. 
Then it will be Marv Staley, the leadoff batter, and Mac Jones. If the Expos get a man on, it will give Rusty Stab a chance to bat. Brand hitting 245 for the year. A catcher by trade who has exceptional speed for a catcher. Frequently is used as a bench runner. And as Ryan Taylor goes to the mound, in the bullpen, Cal Kuntz and Doug McGraw are active. This huge crowd, I don't think a soul is left. What a ball game they're watching. Ron Brand. Right-hand hitter. Taylor on the pitching slab, looking into Grody for his sign. Joe Foy protecting the line defensively at third. And you have to shorten up against Brand because he will bunt on you. Now the pitch on the way. Ground ball hit toward the hole. He's hit the left field. Nine runs on. Brand hitting Taylor's first pitch through the hole. Taylor's a center ball pitcher. He tries to make the batter hit the ball on the ground. And every now and then, they find a hole. coming up, and now he looks to Dick Williams the third base coach. Bill Hodges is coming out. He has McGraw and Wilson Bullpen. And we're going to have Tug McGraw brought in. He'll going with the percentages. He'll bring Tug McGraw in to pitch to the left-hand batter, Marv Staley. And we'll wait and see whether Gene Mock, the Expos manager, makes a counter move. This will be his 12th appearance of the year. His last outing against Montreal, he saved the game for Ray Sebecki, working an inning in the third. So Doug has four saves to his credit this year. There's one none and lost one, and this will be his 12th appearance. So while the pitching change is being made here in the ninth inning, the Expos now with a tying run on first and nobody out. Let's check with Ralph and see how they're lined up to play tonight. Okay, Bob Murphy, in the National League all-night games coming up, Philadelphia Pittsburgh, the Phillies have lost their last nine ball games. Jim Bunning will be pitching against Bob Moose. Chicago, they lead the Mets by two percentage points, playing Cincinnati. Bill Hands against Ray Washburn. St. Louis scheduled against Houston, and Bob Gibson will be going against Larry Durker. Durker has won seven and lost two this year. And the Dodgers are scheduled against the Padres at San Diego. It's Sandy Vance against Danny Coombs. In the American League, also all-night ball games left on the schedule. It's Baltimore at New York. Mike Cuellar against Fritz Peterson. Detroit at Boston. Detroit has lost five in a row, and they'll be trying to stop their losing streak with Joe Necro. He'll be opposed by Sonny Siebert. Cleveland scheduled against Washington, and Washington with nine straight losses will be going with George Brunette. And Cleveland will be pitching Barry Moore. Minnesota against Kansas City. Jim Codd against Bill Butler. And the Angels scheduled against Chicago. And Andy Messerschmidt will be going against former vet pitcher Billy Wynn. That's the way the schedule looks right here. We're in the bottom of the ninth inning. Now we're set to go. And let's see if they had him bunting. He's around the bunt. Bunts, fair ball. Brody passes on it. Throws to second. Beautiful play by Jerry Grody. He gunned that throw. Bud Harrelson handling the throw. Looked like Bud may have been stepped on. 
Carlson may have been stepped on by Ron Brand. Trainer Tom McKenna hustling out now. The bundle is on in front of the plate. Rudy raced out, pounced on it. He knew it was a gamble, but he has a great arm. He rifled it at uh, Bud Harrelson in time for the out. And Harrelson was stepped on accidentally by Ron Brandon to play. Gil Hodge is out now, along with Tom McKenna. So Staley is on first base, one out, and Adolfo Phillips will be coming up. Bud Harrelson tells Gil and Tom McKenna that he's all right and will stay with it. Now, Adolfo Phillips, right-handed batting center fielder, is going to hit for Mac Jones. Adolfo hitting at 232 this year. He has two homers and three RBIs. Mets lead 4-3, bottom half of the ninth. Big play as Jerry Grody cut down the lead runner at second. Rusty Stab is the undecorator. The tying run, Staley on first base, one man out. Mets have their infield looking for two. And Foy guards the line as he plays near third. Here's the pitch. In for a call strike. Tug McGraw on the mound relief. Let's have the outfield just about straight away. Tommy Yates leaning a stride to left center. And Adolfo Phillips gets out and goes to the fine tire cross to tighten up the grip on the bat handle. Two right-handers in the bullpens, Carl Morton in Montreal's bullpen and Cal Coons for New York. Mike Jorgensen holding against the runner. Now Tug makes the stop. The pitch to Adolfo. High. He lays off, and the count is one ball, one strike. Beautiful baseball day in Montreal. The biggest crowd ever to fill in this ballpark. And what a game. Nuts four, Expos three, last of the ninth. Now McGraw checks his runner. The 1-1 delivery, way inside. That moved him away from the plate, and the count goes to two and one. Morton in the Montreal bullpen has his arm warm. He's just standing now watching the excitement. McGraw steps off and bluffs the throw to first. Harrelson and Boswell poised, hoping for a grounder to work with. Now the pitch. Swing and a miss. He went after a fastball, and McGraw muscled up on it. It's two and two. The old, dangerous, rusty stab waiting on deck. Interesting how many times in baseball you come right up to that dramatic moment and you have a top pitcher in against the best hitter on the club. 2-2 delivery. And the screwball just misses outside and low. Ball three, the count of three and two. Three and two, and Adolfo Phillips steps out of the batter's box. Taps the big end of the bat against the spikes. Now he's back in. Staley has a short lead off first. Here's the payoff pitch. Foul back to the screen. It happens again. Again, Phillips goes back to get the fine dark lock. 
Doug McGraw pitching in relief, trying to protect a one-run lead in the last of the ninth inning. Staley is the man on first base. He takes a short lead. Now the stretch by Doug. Here's the pitch. Ball four. winning run Phillips and he has great speed is on first. One man away. McGraw getting his sign from Grody. Now the stretch. Stop. Left hand batter winning the pitch. And a third ball. A base hit right over the bag down the left field line. On a trick swing. The tying run has come home. Holding a third of Alpha Phillips. And Stab goes into second. The game is tied up. and Doug McGraw just got. He was jamming the hitter. He made a great pitch and stopped falling back from the plate was checking his swing, just getting out of the way. The ball hit his bat and went right over the third base bag and down the line for a double. And now, runners are on second and third. The ball game is tied. Ron Fairley, the batter. The infield is in. They're going to put Fairley on the open base and set up a play at any base. This will load the bases and bring up Jim Ferry, the center fielder and a left-hand batter, but Bob Bailey comes out to hit for him. So it'll be Tug McGraw pitching to Bob Bailey with the bases loaded. What a tough break for Tug and the Mets. Stout had no intentions of hitting the ball. He was just defending himself and fading away from the plate. The ball hit his bat, and the pitch was thrown so hard by Tug that it was a hard grounder right over the third base bag and right down the line. Now Bailey will be hitting for Jim Perry. Game is tied, four to four. Doug McGraw going out to the mound. Harry Cody going out to the mound to meet with Doug McGraw, Bud Harrelson, and Joe Foy. Bob Bailey has had five for 40 this year, batting at 125. He's a strong hitter. Kind of hitter who might get the outfield fly that can win it for you, and Gil Hodges comes out. In the bullpen, Cal Kuntz. No sign has been given by Gil. He merely is going to cross the line. Talk this one over for the moment. The winning run, Adolfo Phillips, is on third. Rusty Stab on second. Jim Ferry is on first. Ron Fairley is on first. Bob Bailey is hitting for Jim Ferry. It's a little confusing at times with Fairley and Ferry. Now Gill is looking around. defense. Back on up, Rasmus, 
With one man away, the outfield is going to have to come in. They'll have to play very shallow. Now, Gill was just taking a little more time for his bullpen. He wanted the announcement putting Bob Bailey in the ballgame. The announcement had not been made. Across the line, coming back. And the umpires are conferring here. Gill has taken the ball from McGraw, and Kyle Koontz is on his way in the ball game. I believe Gill was merely waiting for the announcement, officially putting Bob Bailey into the ball game. And Gill looking at his lineup guard, he's standing on the mound. So the Mets in this spot with the bases loaded. The game tied. One man out will rely on Kyle Kunis to try and bail him out. Bailey will be hitting for Perry. Coco LeBoy, the on-deck batter. Well, the moves are being made right and left. What an exciting ball game this has been. This game was tied one-to-one going to the eighth inning. In the eighth inning, the Mets hit three home runs in a row off Bill Stoneman. Dave Marshall hit the first one, Joe Foy the second one, and Jerry Grody the third one. Mets appeared to be in good shape. They were ahead four to one going to the last of the eighth inning, and Gentry was pitching beautifully. But the Expo suddenly passed on Gary Gentry in the last of the eighth inning. They scored two runs on four hits and tied the game up before Ron Taylor could get the side out. Or came within one run. It was four to three at the end of eight. Ron Brand as the pinch hitter leading off the last of the ninth inning with a score tied single to left field. Marv Staley tried to bunt him over. Brody made a good play. He threw to second and got the force play. Adolfo Phillips came up to hit for Mac Jones. And on three and two, he was walked by Doug McGraw, putting runners on first and second with one out. Then came the big break of the game. With Rusty Staub hitting, McGraw made a great fastball pitch over the inside corner. Staub was bailing out on the pitch, defending himself and hitting his back. Went right over the third base bag and down the line for a double to score Brand and tie the ball game. And put runners on second and third. Then came the intentional walk to Fairley. Coons is on in relief for Cali's 10th appearance. His last outing was on May the 10th. It's been eight days since he's been out. So the infield is in. The outfield is very shallow. The runner on third, Adolfo Phillips, is the winning run if the Expos can get him home. Here's the stretch by Cal Coons. Now the pitch. Fastball just outside ball one. Phillips is on third. Stab on second and Fairley on first. The only man, of course, they're concerned about, the man on third, but the Mets have a play at any base. You always give the hitter quite an advantage when you're forced to play your infield in tight on the edge of the grass. The long outfield fly would win it, so the outfield is flying close. And the pitch. And a high fly ball to right field over toward the line. Moving over a Swoboda. He may let it go. He does. He could have caught the ball. But a heady play by Ron Swoboda. He was too far out. And he knew it was very doubtful he could throw out Adolfo Phillips. So he wisely, Ralph, stepped back and let it drop. He certainly did. He made the right play there because he could not throw out Phillips going away from home plate. 
he would have had to catch the ball moving away and make a complete turnaround to make the throw, and he would not be able to have thrown out the runner because he has too much speed. One ball, one strike to Bob Bailey. Game tied 4-4, last half of the ninth inning. Coast looking in now to Jerry Grody to pick up his sign. The infield camped on the edge of the infield grass. The outfield is shallow. Now the stretch. And the pitch to Bailey. Breaking ball just outside. Two balls and a strike. And the record-breaking crowd in Montreal on a legal holiday, Queen Victoria Day. Getting a full afternoon of baseball tension and excitement. Coco LaBoy standing by in the on-deck circle. It's right-hander against right-hander as Cal Kuntz looks in. Now the pitch. And a high fly ball. If he's the right, this ball game is over. This will win it for Montreal, and it lands just, it goes over the fence. A grand slam home run. A grand slam home run by Bob Bailey. And they win it by a score of 8-4. It was a high fly hit to the opposite field, and it just cleared the wire fence near the foul pole. A grand slam home run, and what a mob scene here in Montreal. The biggest crowd in their history, a perfect baseball day. What a finish for the Expos, and the huge crowd in Montreal standing and applauding the Montreal Expos. So the final score on a grand slam pinch home run by Bob Bailey, and he hit it to right field. Montreal 8 and the New York Mets 4. Now before the recap on the game in Montreal today, we pause for station identification with the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're listening to New York Mets Baseball on WKAJ-FM 102.3 in Saratoga Springs, New York, the home of the New York Mets. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kainer and Lindsey Nelson from Jerry Park in Montreal, where the Expos on a dramatic, friendship grand slam home run by Bob Bailey have just beaten the New York Mets 8-4, and for the story of the game, here's Ralph. Well, Bob, I guess you'd have to say it's only fitting because this great crowd here, the largest ever to watch a ball game that the Montreal Expos have ever played, staying right down to the last run that was scored. I don't believe one person left this ballpark as 31,004 witnessed a tremendous comeback victory by the Montreal Expos. As Bob said, it was a grand slam home run that did it, but actually it didn't make any difference whether the ball went out of the ballpark or not. It was long enough that if the ball had been caught in the outfield, the winning run would have scored from third base on the overall hit by Bob Bailey. But it did turn out to be a grand slam home run by Bob Bailey that scored the winning run, and also three more, as the Expos won it by a score of 8-4. to four. For Bailey, it was his third grand slam home run in his major league career. The winning pitcher was Claude Ramon. Claude now with a record of three wins and two losses. He came in the ball game in relief of Bill Stoneman, the starting pitcher who went out as the losing pitch in the ball game, but then got taken off the hook as the Expos came from behind to win. And the losing pitcher was Tug McGraw. Tug now with a record of 0-2. And the big turning point of the ball game was when Tug McGraw was pitching to Adolfo Phillips. He got the count to three balls and two strikes. He threw a fastball that was fouled off and then came back with a fastball high and inside. And on the pitch, Mac Jones is pinched or Adolfo Phillips walked. That put runners at first and second base. And then Rusty Staub came up and on a check swing, he was actually trying to get out of the way of the ball. He hit a ground ball by the third baseman, Joe Foy, right over the bag. And Joe was close to the bag, but he couldn't get to it. And that set it up for an intentional walk to Ron Fairley in the grand slam home run by Bob Bailey. 
The Expos got out in front to take a 1-0 lead as they scored a run in the second. The Mets tied it up when they came back to score a run in the fourth on a double by Dave Marshall. It came after a single by Ken Boswell. Then the Mets took a 4-1 lead on three consecutive home runs. Dave Marshall hit a home run over the right field fence. Joe Foy hit a home run over the right center field fence. And Jerry Grody hit a home run over the left field fence. And they made it a 4-1 ball game. The Expos came back to get two runs in the eighth inning. And that knocked out starting pitcher Gary Gentry out of the box. Ron Taylor came in. He was taken out when Tug McGraw came in the ball game in the ninth inning. And then the rest, as you know, five runs in the ninth inning. And a victory for the Expos in the first game of this three-game series. The line score of the ball game... The Expos, eight runs, 12 hits, one error. The Mets, four runs, nine hits, and no errors. New York Mets baseball has been a feature presentation of the New York Mets baseball network at Rheingold Extra Dry, the beer with a 10-minute head. This is Ken Coleman speaking. We hope that...